This is the EWN Podcast Network. Welcome to Biz Life Simplified, the program where you stress less, enjoy more, and optimize your time, energy, and results. Now, here's your host for Biz Life Simplified, organizing expert, speaker, and university certified executive coach, Nancy Hagen, freeing you to do what you do best. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Biz Life Simplified, and today I'm talking with Ruth Medlin, who is a leadership trainer, a national speaker, and she loves to help people. Uh, You'll hear a little bit more about that later on, but first we're going to hear about how her life has been simplified. So are we ready to go, Ruth? Yes, I'm ready when you are, Nancy. Great. Okay. Well, what can you tell us about your pivotal moment that really was uh, a catalyst for you simplifying your life? Well, you know, after uh, living in California all of my life and living in the same house for close to 20 years, I decided to relocate to the uh, Cincinnati area. And so I had to pack up my house of 20 years and my business of five years and move across the country. So looking at all of those files, because I keep paper files. I'm one of those people that I Uh love paper. Uh After looking at all of those files, (laughs) yes, I just decided that there was no way that I was going to move several bookcases worth of files Uh and paper across the country. So the pivotal moment was I actually hired a digital assistant to put a lot of that information on a hard drive. So instead of hauling boxes and boxes and boxes of paper, I had a simple hard drive and it had most of the information on it. So I felt like I had done a good thing, but You know, one of the tough things was getting rid of the paper because she gave it all Mm -hmm. back to me. After Mm -hmm. she'd done the um, scanning, she gave it all back to me, and I thought, oh, Oh. why did you do that? Because (laughs) now I'm forced with this dilemma of, okay, I have it all on the hard drive. (laughs) (laughs) It was tempting. So I carted it off to my local office depot and they do shredding. For a charge, mm-hmm. they'll do shredding. I carted it all off there, and I said goodbye to it and and wow. let it let it go into the wind. So, you yeah. strong. That was, <laughs> <laughs> I guess so. I, you know, I don't miss it. I have to say that. I, I don't mourn it or feel lost from it. So I, I guess it was the right thing to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, you probably feel freer really don't you maybe lighter <laughs> yes freer right. and lighter yes i yes. definitely do that's great that's great i think that's something that probably a lot of us should do even if we're not moving across the country or uprooting you know i try to go through my files um and i don't do it every year but i have i have reminders in my files you know in december 
which is usually a, a quiet month business-wise, uh, although sometimes not because a lot of times people want to get organized and it's quiet in their business, so it's a good time. So I, I do sometimes have clients in December. But anyway, I always put that on my radar to go through my files. But also on a regular basis, you know, anytime, and I'm just saying this uh, off to the, the side um, of your story, but any time that um, you go into a file, it's fairly easy uh, to look at what else might be there that you could throw away. And, you know, if you can, I know sometimes we're under the gun and we don't have a, a second to spare. But in a lot of cases, you know, you're flipping through that file and uh, that's a good time to see if you could get rid of some of the old things. And another note on filing is I always recommend that people put the newest things at the front of the file and then one, it's easier to find those things, and two, you have a little bit of chronology, and it's easier maybe to get rid of some of the older ones. So I'm glad you brought that up, and uh, we'll probably talk about that a little bit more. But yeah, papers are huge, and that's why I got into this part of the organizing business, offices and papers, because one, it was my biggest challenge. As as I say to people, you know, it's not like you have new new lamps or new towels coming in the door, you know, every day or every week or even every month. But papers are always coming and sometimes they're really important. So I think they're the most challenging thing to deal with. So um that's why I ended up specializing in that area, and and that's probably why you brought it up as a, a critical thing in your move, because they carry a lot of weight, both physically and mentally, a lot of times. So. Oh, and you're so right about that. One of the things that I found as I was getting ready to give the virtual assistant the information to put on the hard drive was some of the files were so old, I didn't even remember the client. In other oh. words, I hadn't done business with the client for several years. So mm-hmm. it was a one-time shot with the client, mm-hmm. but I had still hung on to that. And I thought, well, mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a, a rule about, you know, how long should you hang on to something from a client that you've done business with you know, several years ago, mm-hmm. that was always kind of like curious to me. But I went ahead and and dumped them because I thought, well, first of all, I'm moving across the country. Chances yeah. are that I'm not going to do business with this client anyway. And second right. of all, I could barely remember what I had done in some instances because yeah. it might have been just one yeah. training or, or one talk or something like that. So mm-hmm. it forced me to really stop and think about, well, how long are you hanging on to things, and what good did it do? It took up space, is right. what it did. So, right, yeah. and that's one of the one of the um, guidelines is, you know, do you have enough space for it? And if you do, then you can keep things as long as you want to, you know, really, as long <laughs> as you know how to find them quickly again. Um, but the other fact, and then another factor is uh, from a tax standpoint or a legal standpoint, if there's something to do with the taxes and finances and everything, I think it's seven years as a rule, but I'm not a tax person, so I'm not the final word on it, but I think that's a general rule. But, uh, you know, files like you're talking about probably are more about content than about tax stuff. So 
Um, correct. You, correct. Yeah. Yes, that's so it's a combination. It, exactly. Yes, mm-hmm. it was a combination, but I felt like, well, I already have the information. The taxes have long been filed. I already have the information, and it was about um, client content as opposed to uh, finances. So yeah. I felt safer getting rid of it after I mm-hmm. I took a look at it. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, so it's a combination of the the comfort level that we have and how much space we have, too. So those are all right. considerations. And then did right. you have to deal with things that might be a little more sentimental, like journals or letters and things like that? Yes. I am a longtime journaler, and mm. so I knew that all those journals were going to come with me. So I mm. very carefully packed two boxes worth of journals, and I labeled them as such so that when they got to the new house, I knew where they were and where they were going to go. But somehow, Nancy, I just could not dump those journals. Somebody said, oh, you should just burn them. And I thought, no, I I don't think that I can because it it tells parts of my life. And what if you decide to write a book? Or what if you decide to expand on the journal entries? at some point mm-hmm. then you would you wouldn't have them so i did mm-hmm. bring all the journals with me and then mm-hmm. i don't know if you know or not but i'm an avid scrapbooker and so oh, i have no. scrapbooked yes i have scrapbooked for years in fact i have my mom and dad's early photographs when they first were dating and going together in the mid 30s, 1930s. Oh, oh wow. Um, moving forward. And so that's got a lot of sentimental history. That's pictures of my mom and dad when they were young, where they mm-hmm. lived, the kind of car that they had. So I have put a number of those in scrapbooks, but I also have a lot of, I would say, duplicates or extras that other family members have given to me. So all of that had to come. And again, yeah. I was not about to dump that or just yeah. throw that away because that's part of my family's history. So Absolutely. I felt pretty... It's part of you. Con- <laughs> it is It is a part of me. You're right. Yeah. So I felt pretty confident yeah. about that I had made some good decisions about bringing those forward and mm-hmm. at, at some point, we'll either give them to my family, my cousins, or, um, you know, donate them. Because sometimes libraries like to do historical sections. So yeah. who knows? They might wind up someplace in a mm-hmm. um, historical society or, or you know, I, I'm not real sure yeah. where they'll wind up. But I felt confident about, yeah. confident about bringing those with me. Oh, good. I'm glad to hear that. And I always wanted to be a uh, keep a journal, and I made many attempts because I love beautiful, the beautiful books and the nice pens, and I like writing and everything, but then I never was very consistent about it. But I still kept them, you know, so maybe I'd go, you know, for several weeks in one, and then I'd find another one you know, I'd abandon it, and then I'd find another one sometimes. So I've got some of those, and every once in a while, maybe when I'm in the cupboard looking for something else, I pick up one of those and look back, and it's interesting to see because I can see, 
you know, a, in a lot of cases, I can see a different mindset that I was in a different place, you know, at that time. And it's just, I think it's interesting from a, an introspective uh, self-reflection point of view, too, or as you said, um, you know, just historical interest. And uh, here I'm, I'm talking a little more than I had planned to, but you, you hit a note there with me. I have been keeping for um, since the year 2000, so that would make this the 17th year. Um, a really nice. It, the intention was a weather journal. And it's a 10-year journal that just has a few lines for each date, but then, you know, you revisit the same date in, you know, 2017, 2016, and so on. So I was keeping it as a weather journal just to compare, you know, temperatures and snowfall and rain and just general things. But then I do usually make and jot a few notes of, you know, activities and things like that. So I guess for me, the shorter, the better, because <laughs> that one I do, mm-hmm. I keep it out uh, in my family room and I keep it near our weather station, you know, that shows the t- temperatures and rain and all that. So I do that oh, and I, you know, what flowers are blooming or when the hummingbirds come and go and that sort of thing. So um, that one I have been very consistent about doing. So, I like yeah, that just, idea. Uh-huh. Yeah, I like that idea a lot, especially moving to Ohio. I was not aware that the temperatures and the weather sometimes changes hourly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so yeah. I love the idea of noting down, you know, what the temperatures were were, and if it rained or, or mm-hmm. whatever it is. So I'm going to have to yeah. start one of those. You've spurred okay. me on. I'm going to oh, do good. one of those okay. too. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, it becomes interesting sometime to look back and see what it was a year or two ago, if it was very similar or very different. So, good. Yeah, I'll have to let you know the, uh, the name, of if you're interested in that format, the 10-year journal. It's, it's really nicely done. So, anyway, I don't want to uh, go on too long there because people are busy. And um, So, any tips that – so, when you came, you know, you'd done all this purging – and you were going to you're setting you set up a new office. So any tips about that or have have you kind of covered it in what we've what we've talked about? I think what I would say about that is I took what I had brought the the remaining because obviously there were some books and manuals that I I was not willing to part with that I didn't have uh put on the the hard drive. So I still had some things, but it gave me the golden opportunity to do what I always said I was going to do in my old office, which was organize them by subject matter, organize them Mm -hmm. alphabetically by author. So I really took that to task. And I love my new office. It's the highlight of my my new home is I love my new office now because it's Mm. so organized, organized and simplified so that I can put my finger on a book at a moment's notice instead of oh. saying, now, I wonder what I did with that book, yes. which was my old, <laughs> oh, <laughs> that sure. was me in my old office. Yeah, oh, absolutely. Nice. So, yeah, it yeah. is. It's, it makes me feel really, really organized and uh-huh. also that I can find things and get things done quickly instead of searching oh, half an hour just great. for the book. Yes. Great. Okay. 
All right. Anything about uh, anything more about the photos? You talked about you know your parents and everything, but was there anything more on that that you might offer to people? You know, I I would say to people that you know if you've got old photos and you want to preserve them, to take them and get them scanned so that mm-hmm. because oftentimes old photos are are faded or sometimes yeah. it, we we have torn them or whatever i would take them and i would get them professionally scanned so mm-hmm. that you can preserve them for whoever is coming you know next in your life yeah. or your your kids or your grandkids nieces and nephews right. whoever so that it's again simplified at least it's on a disc and that you can, if something really happens to the original photograph, at least you yeah. you have a yeah, copy of it. That's a good point, too. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, well, this was um, very helpful. Um, people have gotten to know you, Ruth, and may want to know what you can do for them and where they can find you. Was there anything else before we go on? I didn't want to, I don't know if I caught you. No, I. Okay. No, I I think we've we've about covered my my story, my moving story, as it were. So uh-huh. yeah, <laughs> it is a moving story. <laughs> it is very good. It's a moving story. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Well, so you know, I own and I am the president and CEO of Ruth Medlin Consulting, which I just celebrated my fifth anniversary in business in June. Oh. So. Yay, I'm excited about that. Mm-hmm. And um, so my business is I am a leadership trainer. I also do training in management and supervision as well as uh, national speaking. And, you know, I would say that my passion really is, I, I enjoy my work, all of it, but my passion is really helping entrepreneurs get started because oftentimes Mm. entrepreneurs do not have great leadership skills. They don't know how to lead themselves. And so I have a, I have a program that I call the power of one and it's teaching entrepreneurs how to be powerful in their own business to sometimes you may just be leading one person and that's you. Maybe you don't have employees, but you have to have and stand in your own power of leadership skills. So that's really one of my passions. I just love to talk to entrepreneurs about that. And I have a program um, that's wrapped around that, that, you know, I love to have people go through the program and walk away with some good, solid things that they can do to better themselves. So that that would probably be my passion. Mm-hmm. It's really uh, personal leadership. It sounds is what comes to my mind, and it's it leading is, yourself. It you is pers- yes, leading yourself, which sounds uh-huh. you know when you're first starting out, you think, boy, I want to be an entrepreneur. I want to not have to answer to anybody. And then sometimes you go, gosh, I wish I had a boss to answer to because they'd <laughs> hold me accountable. You know, so uh-huh. accountability's right. being uh, huge right. for entrepreneurs. I think so. Yeah. So what is your website? Um, it's www.ruthmedlinconsulting.com. Mm-hmm. 
Okay, and that's R U T H M E D L I N, right? Yep. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ruth Medlin Consulting dot com. Okay. Right. And um I have a Facebook business page which says the same thing, Ruth Medlin Consulting. And um you know, I I have my website my my email is on my website as well as on the Facebook page and my phone number's okay. on there too. So several okay, ways to get great. hold of me. Okay, great. Okay, Ruth, well thank you so much. I I feel inspired because um the scrapbooking and the scanning photos and all that I know is something I would like to do more of and do do better. So that in particular and plus I'll I'll be interested in your your personal leadership. Did you say it's a book or it's a program? It's a or program. Mm-hmm. Okay. No, okay, a program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. Well, I want to learn more about that. So anything else before we say goodbye to everybody? I just thanks for the opportunity. I, I was um, delighted to be uh, asked to appear on your podcast. So I appreciate that, Nancy, very much. Oh, my pleasure, Ruth. I think you have added a lot. So thank you very much. And bye, everybody. Have a great week. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye. This is Biz Life Simplified, where you stress less, enjoy more, and optimize your time, energy, and results. Join us each Wednesday on the EWN Podcast Network. To download the program, or learn how to be a guest on the show, go to EffectiveDay.com slash podcast. Programs are also available on iTunes, Blog Talk Radio, EWN Podcast Network, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and AHA Radio. Remember, Biz Life Simplified is where you stress less, enjoy more, and optimize your time, energy, and results so you are free to do what you do best. is the EWN Podcast Network.